Welcome to the Your Fearless Journey podcast with Becky, Kat, and Heather, where you can grow through your fears with courage and live your life wildly inspired. Welcome to Your Fearless Journey with Becky, Kat, and Heather. I am, I'm, ladies, I'm super excited today because this is a monument, monumental moment. Yes. yes. Because we have our very first special <laughs> guest. So super excited. We're going to announce her in just a moment. But I'm especially excited about what we're going to be talking about today because we got to have some conversations and and we want to talk about what happens in your life when it doesn't go as planned. And our special guest, she works in the corporate world. And, you know, it made me think, ladies, and, you know, I've shared little bits about this, but of I worked in, in ministry. Mm-hmm. And so you've you think it's going to go one way. I was like, oh, I'm going to marry a pastor. And then, you know, and then it was like, I'm going to, you know, do the ladies ministry. And no, I still was like an admin and I continually got looked over and and everything I thought would happen didn't happen the way I thought would happen. (laughs) And um, over 16 years working at one place thinking, I'm going to fulfill the call of God on my life here and do what God's called me to do here. And knowing I'm called to women's ministry and knowing, and it was like time after time, after time, it, it never happened. It didn't happen. And, and it hit the point where I actually got let go and it didn't. I remember that. Happen. It was, devast- <laughs> it was devastating. I was yeah. devastated for you. Not what I was expecting, right? No, no God, we yeah. I'm supposed to fulfill my ministry here. Especially when your big brother is the senior pastor. Oh, yeah. Can I say <laughs> but come on now, Pastor yeah. Yeah. <laughs> However, I thought it was supposed to go one way. And it ended up going the best way it could have yeah. actually possibly gone. Mm-hmm. Even though it scared the bejesus out of me. <laughs> and really what happened is I got kicked out of the nest because I was a bird in a cage and I was too afraid to fly out. And that's what Pastor Eric saw and, and, his, and his baby yeah, sister. Yeah. So, but it still doesn't discount all the hurt that went along yeah. the way that I had to work through and process through. And so, um, Kat, I would love it if you would just introduce our amazing special guest. I'm so excited. <laughs> you know, like sometimes when little kids are so excited, they like hurt their teeth and go like this and go, like <laughs> that's what I want to do right now because our first ever guest yeah. on the Your Fearless Journey podcast video cast now. Yeah. How cool is oh, this? Right. So I can't pick my nose. <laughs> <laughs> who knows what we're, we're, our new, we're new at this? So who knows what we're gonna do? Don't judge us, people. We didn't but... put our makeup on. <laughs> <laughs> but I am so excited to be with. Um, Oh man, all of us are so excited to be with this powerhouse yeah. of a woman. This woman walks in and commands a room in a way I've never seen before in my life. And what it reminds me of is when Jesus walks in a room and everybody mm-hmm. stops and they sit at his feet and listen. Mm-hmm. That's what this reminds me. This person it's reminds so me of Yes, and the wisdom that comes out of her mouth. So I'm telling you right now, get a pen and paper, a notebook mm-hmm. and paper, and you're not going to be able to write enough. You're going to bookmark this episode or this yeah. video or whatever, and you're going to watch it over and over mm-hmm. again. I guarantee you, because you are about to be filled by the most incredible, I, I want to say like prophecy of your life. Like this is literally going to be information where you are going to walk away and you're going to catapult yourself right to the next level of your life, of your fearless journey. You're going to slam right through the door of whatever fear you're at right now. You don't have to live in that anymore because you're going to have what you need today to move past this in a way that you could never have imagined. And Becky, you want to tell us a little bit about your experience with, with our guest? Oh yeah. Uh, talk about like, I love that you said it's like Jesus walking in. I I just want to say LaDawn is just has a presence about her. That is so powerful. Like it is, she walks in the Jesus power that she's called to walk in. And for me, 
that has been super encouraging. That's been um, just a great example for me. And oh gosh, I appreciate that so much. And then just the fact that she is willing to listen to God, you know, I can't Mm -hmm. wait to hear, to let her share a little bit about some of the valleys she's went through because we go through the valleys a lot and we don't have to stay there, but it is hard. Mm -hmm. It is hard when we're in in them. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. And, and it's, you will see what we're talking about. She doesn't walk in her own power. She walks in the power of Christ. And that's where that power comes from. And, and when you do that, you know how like we're together and our excitement level and our happiness all just like levels up, right? We draw off of each other's energy. And this is a person that it is an energy you feel like no other because it's Jesus in her Mm -hmm. because she wants 200% of herself out of the way and a thousand percent of Jesus because that's her mission. She loves you more than anything ever. And she is a, um, well, she's an exec. Um, her, her business is, uh, recalibrate leadership. And, um, she is the creator of recalibrate leadership and CEO of the VOS group, which I'm going to have to boss, boss group. group. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to have you explain that to me. Cause I'm not sure I'm not familiar with that. She's a, it's a, it's a leadership development firm. She believes that business can be a force for good. And that begins with the leadership at the helm. So she is called to come alongside leaders in this world, in the corporate world, and to equip them to have what it takes to get through the tough things that we all have to go through because as leaders and as execs and CEOs and CMOs, CFOs, all those, we don't get to show our fears and our hurts and our stress and all the things that happen to us because we have a plethora of people around us that we have to feed and, and walk alongside and, it's hard. They come to, you know, the seat, they come to the boss with their problems, but the boss doesn't always have somewhere to go with theirs. And so LaDon steps in and says, come on, I'm going to walk with you. LaDon Townsend is who we are talking today. And she is creating an army of certified facilitators to join her in changing the landscape of leadership in the public and private sectors. The whole corporate world is about to go down. I'm telling you, it is about to change (laughs) and there is going to be lights just strewn all through society in our corporate world. And that is what is going to take everything to the next level for Jesus to be able to move in hearts Mm -hmm. and to get the good influence and the positivity and the hope that the corporate world needs right in front of everybody who needs it. So I, I want to, without further ado, because I could probably go on forever, <laughs> introduce you to Miss LaDon Townsend. Oh, hello, ladies. My goodness. I'm trying not to cry. I got to keep these lashes on. My <laughs> Me too. Um, that I am so honored by those words. I'll have to go back and like listen to them again anytime. Um, He'll be your I, little pick me up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I think it was it Peter that when he was being crucified, where he said, I'm not worthy of be dying in the same way as my savior. And that's why he was crucified upside down. I believe Peter's the one. Please don't inbox me. No, you are correct. Okay, got it. And when you're talking about that, I'm like, oh, Lord, I'm not even worthy of like having my name in the same sentence with Jesus. But it is only through his power and his grace that I'm able to do what I do. So thank you, ladies, so much. I've never been introduced that way. That was so humbling. I have <laughs> that like a few times. Yes. You deserve it. And, you know. and that is exactly and- why. Because yeah. you literally are the hands and feet and face of Jesus. And that we pull on that because we are leaders and we we are, like I tell people all the time, I have belief in you. If you don't, then borrow some of the belief I have for you until yeah. you get your own. We're yeah. borrowing the Jesus yes. in you. Yeah. And that's where yes. we grab attention or uh, 
comfort from. That's where we get hope and energy from, you know, to be able to face the things that we have to face. And you've been that for each of us, Lindon, that you have believed in each of us and have spoken specific words into each of our lives that we were at the point where like, I'm just going to carry Don's belief in us Mm-hmm. that we can do what God's put in our heart to do. And so you have been foundational in, in our journey. So in a place where we were ready to give up. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. <laughs> yes. Thank yeah. you. Wow. Bless God. Bless God. We Thank didn't you. bring any hankies though. I, I know I, I'm going to have to find a box <laughs> of tissues now. Look at around. We'll just do this. We just, <laughs> yeah. I need He's something got- to drink. I'm thirsty. So- Can you hand me my yeah. water? Uh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> I'm thirsty. Um, Ladon, I would love to know, just share a little bit about your business, if you would. What's on your heart right now? Like the thing that you're passionate, most passionate about within your business. And we would love to know that if you would. Sure. I, my company, The Boss Group. Well, let me just start here. If we had time to sit down over coffee, I would share my story of, you know, growing up with a family that taught me so much because my parents were always entrepreneurs. So we had family owned business Um, going outside into the working world right after high school and going up the corporate ladder really quickly and realizing that that wasn't the path for me, but being afraid to step out. And then going through different signs and that I needed to jump the nest, right? From corporate America, whether if it was me being wheeled out of my office when I worked at corporate at one point onto a stretcher, into an ambulance in front of my colleagues and manager and neighboring businesses, because I allowed a toxic environment to impact my health to get to the hospital. And then 20 minutes later, everything normalizing and the doctor saying, this is stress. You need to check what's going on. Um, That wasn't the first sign. And then going through a department-wide layoff in 2014 and not knowing what to do. And it was in that moment that I reached out to stakeholders and just said, can I just get a letter of recommendation? And after like eight of 10 conversations from people who were who were way above the pay grade and running probably million dollar budgets. Um, it was very clear uh, that they needed support. They needed to recalibrate as a leader and even some personal things that they were going through. And it was clear to me that what we go through as an individual impacts our role, impacts the companies we work for. And they were amazing leaders, and did an amazing job, but the amount of pressure that they were under, um, I knew wasn't it. And I remember in that moment, I prayed and I said, God, if given the opportunity, I want to help people have a healthy relationship with money and help leaders lead. And I didn't know what that was going to look like. And I stepped out on faith and started my business and it didn't go as planned the first few years. I was turned down for funding over 35 times. I had to go back into corporate America. I moved to a different state so I could have a lower cost of living and invested 50% of my paycheck into my business for about two years to only then invest $100,000 and make $800 in two years, and then have to step out on faith again and really give it a go. And the reason I share that story is because in that season of trying to figure out my business in the early years is where the name Voss came from, where I said, God, what do I call my company? And he said, Voss, it means vision, optimization, and strategy. And so in the earlier years, I did a whole bunch of strategy whole bunch of hands, dirty work, processes, market expansion, sales, all the stuff like that. And where it landed for me is I was coming back from India right before COVID, before the world even know COVID existed. And I'm so thankful that I didn't get stuck in another country. Um, And I remember saying, okay, God, we're either going to have to like blow this consulting firm out or we're going to, I don't know what we're going to do, but like, there's not enough for me to go around. I believe the traditional consulting model was about to be turned on its head. You know, you go into a company, you pull the leaders out for a week and then they go back. It's just, it's a lot of time. So I came back to LA at the time where I was and I said, I'm going to step out on faith and get an office space. And I'm looking at office spaces and ridiculous rents in really (laughs) areas. I'm like, there is a homeless situation outside of this like (laughs) $20,000. 
Like what? They're like, oh, they have like business and a ministry all in the same time. I'm like, we need to like help this situation. And so I remember that was February of 2020. And Mm -hmm. my broker sent me the lease. And I said, in my spirit, I just, I need a minute. And that's when I started listening more to the Lord. I was like, and then I said, just give me a few weeks. Well, we all know what happened in March of 2020. The world turned upside down. And I started reaching out to clients and because everyone had time on their hands. But the way I teach my clients is you never have that much time on your hands. And so what happened is with this downtime, I thought, well, let me go through a rebrand. Because one of the things in not living fearlessly as myself is my company was branded so heavy that people thought I was hired in as the CEO. I was like, oh, no, 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 no. We need to change that. Like, mama sacrifice for this. This is, this is, no. And so uh, I just started asking clients and colleagues and said, could you tell me, what do you think my company does really well, my team? What do you think I do really well? I needed to separate it. And that's really important for I think leaders that are believers, we, we need to understand who we are in the business we lead, right? And the feedback came back so interesting. They were like, well, you know, we like this, this, this. And at the time we were doing like 400 page market analysis reports, like mapping sales process, training sales. Like it was heavy work. Ah. And, the, and feedback was, I really like LaDon when I have sessions with you and you help me think differently as a leader. Yeah, there you go. Can you you explain just for a minute for those that aren't in the corporate world, can you explain in terms, maybe a scenario, what exactly you do for a company? You go in and then what do you do? Sure. So my, I'm, people come to me when there is smoke before fire, meaning something is out of alignment. Either they're not seeing clients renew They're not seeing the increase in sales, high employee turnover rate. There's just something amiss in Camelot. And this was before the pandemic. Okay. And so a part of my work, when they would come to me for revenue growth strategy or process improvement, I never publicly talked about the leadership pillar of what I do. Hmm. But the company name starts with vision, boss. So we had an internal system where we would first sit down and we would walk through what's the vision, nine and a half out of 10 times, people did not know how to answer that question. Wow. Well, here's our revenue target or here, no, no. Where are you going? It was working with the leaders on recalibrating how they led. And then we go into fixing of the company and getting the revenue. I mean, companies that have implemented my strategies are experiencing over a million dollars in annual payroll savings, 26% increase in revenue, 50% reduction operating costs, 47% increase in shipping and logistics time. Like there's solid numbers behind that. And so that's what we did. And what happened during the pandemic when everyone was telling me, hey, I really appreciate how you helped me think differently as a leader it got me to thinking and seeing myself as an advisor to leaders, which for years before I had not. Okay. And it took really me that vision time. piece that jumped out. Right. It was sort of just something I did, but I didn't think it was the first thing that we should talk about, but that was a limiting belief that I had. And so from March, 2020 up until today, <laughs> I've been working through what should the brand be? But that took me on a journey of really discovering my own inner power and truth and how to step forward as a leader and a business owner and communicate, getting over the mindset hurdles and burdles and all of the stuff. And what really became clear to me was, I mean, 2020, there was a significant revenue hit. I think my business took probably a 42 to 57% revenue hit. 2021, came back. I was very excited about that. And then in 2022, in the beginning, I was like, this is the year we're going to do like serious numbers. I feel you. I was there too. You know know (laughs) what I mean? Like, this is it. I'm going to buy my first house this year. Like I moved to a whole new city with that plan. The first few months we were rocking. And then beginning of Q2, all hell broke loose. Mm, Yikes. And that's when I really had to not have my relationship tested with the Lord, but it's just a different walk that I had to go through not being a newbie in business or leadership and 
being a business owner that you have to keep moving forward every day, but you have days where you just don't want to, but yes. it is on you, right? Right. And so that was the beginning of me. That was my eighth year in business. And now I'm going in my ninth to where I feel like I experienced God in a whole new way as a leader. And it's really prepared me for today. Hmm. Can you just share like, what is the, what was that turning point? What did that, what shifted or what pivoted right then? The pivot, it, at the end of the day, I take full responsibility for it. Meaning sometimes God has to sit us down in such a severe way to get us to hear him. Mm -hmm. And the challenge and the problem that happens is when you are not a newbie believer, meaning there are some people that are newbie believers are on fire for the Lord, but like you're praying for people, you're standing in the gap, interceding for people, tithing, fasting, pressing scriptures every day, morning routine, devotional, and you sort of feel like, right? Right. And you're like, I got this. Like Jesus and I, we have a covenant. We are not new to each other. We have a relationship. We know each other. So God, why are things slowing down? And at first, I remember years before I would read, I was always afraid to read Job in the Bible because I was like, I don't know that happened to me. I don't read Job. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Oh my gosh. I totally did that. Like the first round was like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I even skipped. I was a. I love doing precept studies, like digging in the K. Arthur precept studies, and I literally did not do a a session because they were doing Job. Yeah, I was like, no, no, I understand the concept. Don't need to read it. Don't need to read it. <laughs> and so I remember, like five years ago, I finally read Job, and I was like, this is horrible. Like, oh my god, Lord. And then, but as I read it. The first time I read it, I was so God, just loving God, how he stepped in and let Job go through 40 something chapters of woe is me. Right. And then God's like, brace yourself as man. Who is this that would try and speak these words? Right. And God was like, speak to me. And I'm like, oh, my God, I got it. So the second time I read Job, I'm like, oh, God, I totally get it. Job was actually playing the pity card. And instead of looking at the situation, this was me years ago, looking at the situation for his good, da, 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 I was like, I totally get that, Lord. Well, that was my Job season last year. Mm -hmm. So I started off with curse the day I was born, like almost like that. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was fasting. I was went into a 30-day devotional. I'm like, what happened, God, and all this? And I like had prayer warriors praying for me and bring the rain. I had my, you know, worship playlist and, you know, all of the things. And God was so merciful that I remember, uh, I think it was Pastor Darius Daniels did a message. I don't know when he did it, but Lethia sent it to me a few weeks ago. And she said, listen to this. And he was talking about manna is for a temporal amount of time. Mm -hmm. But if we're not careful we will stay in that season too long. Mm. If we don't shift how we see things in our perspective and understand that manna is just to sustain you until the flowing milk and honey. Yes. And sometimes we stay in manna too long. And what hit me was that God will not let us go without. However, I've always thought, and I remember over the past few years, like even the pandemic, I said, God, you know, everybody was going through hard times, but I just remember asking, I said, Lord, you've provided so lovingly, but I knew there was more. I knew there was higher heights for me. And I remember asking, you know, like, like people I trusted to say, is it that I'm not, is it something I'm not fully trusting in and making a leap? And so I'm saying, I want this next level but I'm not really believing in that. So then when it doesn't happen and I get disappointed, God is like, I'm still gonna hold you with the manna. I'm still gonna make sure you're okay. But I want you not to have driplets of water. I want you to have running streams of water, right? So 
so in 2022, when all this was happening, I had to sit and I'm like, Lord, what is going on? And he had to reveal to me over seven, eight months, and still I'm sort of in it a bit, of how I did not believe in me. Mm. Mm. How I didn't believe in who I am, who I was made in the image of, really. The, the, the power that I'm supposed to go into the marketplace, my call, my message, and how does that happen? Sometimes as believers, and I'm hearing a lot of, um, of experts now talk about this. There's one woman, she's an amazing, just brilliant guru. And I remember she did this video like two years ago talking about how we need to silence the noise from social and just get so so close to God that he will give us our marketing message, our branding message, that we're, we've come into this formula society where we're, okay, the formula is this, and then you do this, and then you do this in business, and then you do this, and that's how you're supposed to do it, and then it's supposed to work. Right. However, that's not always what's supposed to be. So for me, God had to remove everything to get so quiet for me. Now, in the midst of that, I still had speaking engagements. I still had clients. I still, but it wasn't at the level I was used to. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm going to wake up like this. You know what I'm saying? Like, we, we need some accessories. We need some stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, to keep all things together. Right. And I don't know anything about that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I am not afraid to help with the beauty industry and support them. Not afraid at all. Yeah. Um, I feel like it's part of my calling just to do that. But so I had to get really quiet. And I just remember saying, okay, God, after, after I pulled a Job, Job one and two, like I was Job. <laughs> and I was like, okay, God, a, a close girlfriend of mine one day, you need, you need friends in your life that will pull no punches with you. Mm -hmm. And I remember I had a girlfriend, two of them, that one day I was like, oh. and like in an instant, she was like, well, what we're not going to do is wallow. So let's ask ourselves some questions. And I was like, okay. So I was up and you need people in your life that can see God moving, even when it feels like for you, like you're in this wilderness. And I don't regret any of it because he brought me to a place to remind me of my calling. He stripped away everything I thought I needed, everything I thought I needed, whether it was hair extensions, high level coaches, all of the stuff, like even my lighting system broke, like in the middle of it. I'm like, I need lighting. I need, you know, I need the halo light and the highlight light. Literally it broke. Like you can't even see it. I'm trying to tape it up right here because this is my favorite light. But I'm just like, I figured it out. But I was like, you've got to be kidding me, God. And so, um, but he did all that to move me into a place where I met a new hairstylist during this time because I moved to another area and she mentioned a devotion. I was like, okay, I'll get it. Like I'll add it to my devotional list. You know what I'm saying? Cause, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cause, you know, I'm a woman of the, you know, woman of God and that's what we do. And so I had it. And so I'm telling everybody, you know, I'm reading this devotion. Like I'm mocking myself now, but like, <laughs> I was just like, you know, I've heard it's great things. I would really recommend it for you. And then I'm just like, God's like, you are the one who needs to go through it. So for, <laughs> for eight years, it's always about the vision, the vision, then the strategy. And I said, God, I, I need a name for what it is I do. Like there's a pillar system. There's 10 steps we go through. I don't have a name. We can't even brand it. Like this is ridiculous. I got a quiet season. Let's figure this out. So I'm reading this devotional and in one of the days, it's a 40 day devotional. One of the days it talks about how we, uh, it says something about when we calibrate to the Lord or something like that, that, that hit me. I was like, I teach leaders how to recalibrate. Wow. So if I hadn't have went through the dry season to have the quiet time, to meet the person that told me about the book, to buy the devotional, to sit down and go through it because I didn't really have much else to do. And to then press into the Lord, to ask him, what is it that you want me to say and speak? And then I thought, oh, I'm good. We're going to be back. Well, then the fall of 2022, I'm like, mm, Lord, it's still the desert. What's, what's happening here? And what I had to surrender to is when it doesn't go as planned, what we think was supposed to hurt us. First of all, as believers, I mean, believers where you rep Jesus. 
I, I think everybody has their own journey with the Lord. Nothing wrong with that, right? We all come to him in different ways. I was a hot mess, Mega Express. I don't even want to remember the numbers. Like, let's just close that whole chapter. You know what I'm saying? Like, we thought there was no social media and please don't have a video come up somewhere. <laughs> right? Of me at the club. I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Outfits I wore. Jesus, I needed a friend to tell me don't wear that. Oh God, that was like, okay. It's so like one time, like I, my friend and I, we were into contacts. So I would wear like green contacts. Yo, that's awesome. <laughs> and like jet black extensions, really curly and big. And then be like, you know, I'm like, you know, mysterious, just so stupid. Like <laughs> half nude going to the clubs. Like it just was ridiculous. Like it's just, everybody has a story. Don't judge me. <laughs> I just <laughs> laugh at yourself later and that just makes it more fun right oh my god I like, the times that i you know like was on walls dancing with small outfits <laughs> on and <laughs> i was never comfortable enough with my body to wear small outfits that's the only reason because i probably would have worn them if i thought i looked good but i didn't oh, yeah, i even was, danced yeah. on the bar at coyote ugly in new orleans no, really? That's oh, it's all coming out now. It's all coming out now. God, it was such a mess. I don't know. Like, I had nails as long as my hair. Like, it was all ridiculous. Is it pointy? No. They, oh, no, okay. girl. This was, like way, this was, like, way before. This was a mess. This was just an absolute mess. But, so you go through all of this stuff, right? And so, you know, when we go through the seasons, what I've learned is for people who you are the one that prays for others, you are the one that stands in the gap, right? You're the one, you know, the scriptures, you know, the routines. And when you've done all that and you still open up your door and there's manna outside your tent mm. and you're like, God, why? Mm -hmm. What did I do? Yeah. Have I sinned against you? Have I? I'm so sorry for that one time I didn't tie. <laughs> From like two things. Yeah. Like, was it this? Was it this? Okay, I'll cancel the Cinemax. Like, whatever, like you think it is, right? Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, and so I remember just being in that time and crying out and being at such a low moment that looking back on the pivots I chose to make in business and life. And when I really took a deep look back at it, I actually did this over New Year's Eve. The pivot started a few years earlier. Like Kat, you were saying with sales, like what you do one day comes up 30, 60, 90 days. And God revealed to me that there were seasons in my life where I did not trust myself, that I made pivots and changes and switches and all the things because as, as, as I, I don't want to know what to call it, but like there's different levels to your faith and your walk and your belief, yeah. right? And I thought, oh, I believe God's word. He said it, he's going to do it. I was singing the song. I was rapping Nicki Minaj's part of Tasha Cobb's song, right? I knew this, right? But do you really believe? So yeah. God had to reveal to me that you've actually been in this cycle. I think Pastor Furtick talked about it one time. I wish I had the notes here. But how God has to, like he pointed out four things in one of his messages. He said, God has to disrupt and then show you the cycles you're in and then reveal to you the plan. Mm -hmm. And in that whole time, I'm talking about pain where if you don't know Jesus, you will come to Jesus. But even those of us that do know Jesus, where you were like on your face, like Jesus, I am not able to do the things I used to do. And you look back. And you say, it didn't go the way that I thought it was going to. And then, but then nobody's really talking about the downsides of business or the downsides of leadership, right? Like when we look on social, which half of it's a lie, where people are like, you know what I'm saying? Oh my yeah, God. Yeah. 97% <laughs> is a lie. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like, look at my ways. Look at your Photoshop. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what you're to begin with. And it, it was all this stuff. And he had to bring me to such a place of exposure where everything about me, he just exposed it to me. Mm. 
and and showed me here is what I need. So here I'm like, oh God, this is painful. And then my my gear that I switch into is I have failed God. Mm. I have failed him because I asked for this business. I asked for this piece. I, I was bragging that I was gonna go and buy my first home. And then like all this stuff was happening. And then it's like, well, what's really happening? And then what God was showing me is I just need to show you what's not working. But because you were trusting in the systems of man and what you thought you're supposed to do, and you've not listened to me of how I'm teaching you how to do your business, I'm teaching you how to show up. I'm teaching you that you're not supposed to teach it by the book because that relationship, because that used to be me and him, ride or die. Like we were rolling. Like I remember being in corporate, I would sit at my desk and I'm like, God, I have to finish this report. And I need data that is X, Y, and Z. And literally somebody, I would, he would tell me who to reach out to and they have the data. I mean, I mean like literally. Yeah. Or with a client, I'm like, okay, God, here's the situation. What do I say? Like, I have an idea of what to say. Is this what you want me to say? Because when you are a believer, be clear that you and you're doing business, you are a mouthpiece and profit for the Lord. Yeah. So what you say impacts generations, which is why I believe my clients get the results that they do when they implement and they do the work. It's because it's not from me, but right. somehow, somehow over the years, the way I describe it is, I remember one day saying, God, I thought I was doing your work, mm. but I left you out of the whole equation. Here I am climbing up the hill for you, you know, taking the charge. I have no fear of taking the hill. And he's saying, okay, I know you can do it. Whole another path over here I wanted you to take. You ended up on a win whichever way, but does it have to be that hard? Does it have to be that hill? Does it, and if I want you to take the hill, you'll take the hill, but it'll it'll feel effortlessly. Yeah. And he had to show me that when's the last time you really talked to me about it? So we went through all of that in 2022. And I finally got it. And I said, the thing about when you go through tough seasons, is that one of my girlfriends says, LaDon, we've survived all the bad days. When you think about it, when you go and you face the thing that you've always been so afraid of, whatever it is, losing business, losing your home, losing friends, whatever it is for you, right? And you're still standing, the sun will rise the next day. And I came through this whole process this year to realize that I didn't need all the stuff I thought I needed. And that if I just get quiet in the beginning of my business, I was seeking the Lord, seeking, seeking him, right? What do you want? Like spending time asking questions, consecrating myself, not getting busy with all the stuff, but then somehow we get busy. We get busy with stuff. It happens in marriages. It happens with kids. It happens with households. It happens with all the stuff. And it's, oh my God, let me play, you know, oceans. I've had my worship for today. You're like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I guess just like, oh, I love that song. Now let me cram through the day. And so what happened in that is it got really quiet. And that question that I asked during the beginning of the pandemic of, God, is this the way you want me to have my business? Do you want me to open an office and bring in 20 consultants and believe in you for the provision to do all of that? Because that doesn't feel aligned for me right now. Yeah. And so now he's like, now let's go back. And when we get quiet with God, you either go through hard stuff and hell and you either submit to him and fully trust him. Or you weigh into the, I mean, you could go bitter, you could go all other directions, angry, addictions, all of the stuff. Well, I did like bring bread back into my diet, but that is, <laughs> you can go through I'm telling you, and it's not even gluten-free. Again, don't email me. I don't want to hear it. Um, there is no shame on this podcast. Oh, exactly, no. exactly. So you go through that and you have to realize when you make a pivot, one of the things I teach my clients is you have to be the one to make the call, good or bad, right or wrong, you gotta make the call. And what I realized is I made the call on some things, some things that I was over analyzing and over spiritualizing things. 
things where I'm like, I think God wants me to do this. Well, you know, like if you say that with every statement, like you're already rolling with the Lord, you don't have to preface it with that, you know, like, or is that an excuse that we're using to make the change? But what I fully understood was it is possible to have a simple business model making impact. But the thing that I see most business owners go through is we have all this stuff thinking that that's going to justify who we are and our ability and our skill because I can't charge a certain amount if I don't have this, if I don't have that, when really it just starts with us. And God was showing me it all started with you. And so now that I'm clear, I can see the movement start again. And it's happening in such a way that's effortless where I know, okay, Lord, you're back in this. Like when Job, he was like, get up, wash yourself. And then his life was better than the first half. Yes. And I think I love that you're saying this because I did find an aspect of this in my network marketing business. And I had a team of when 2020 hit and we had everyone's attention with this brand new company and this brand new product that was crazy, innovative and awesome. We had everyone stuck in their home on the internet. We grew 418% in less than eight months. Wow. So- I went from a team of less than 200 to over 540 people wow. in less than eight months, you know? And so it's like, I'm, holy cow, you know, <laughs> I'm trying to keep up. I'm making almost $12,000 a month. And I, I'm just like, what the heck is going on? Yeah, my dreams are happening. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, we got to do this. We got to do this. We got to do that. We got to do this. And I start complicating what I was doing to get me to, to that kind of success in the first place. Mm-hmm. And um, what we did find is, you know, the next year came March of last year came, you know, and, and everyone started coming out again and, and going on vacations again and eating out again and crickets. Mm-hmm. I, at now I, my team has gone from 540 something to 151, but I have the same amount of sales and the same percentage of my team, which is doggone near 100%, wow. still working. Now, when I say working, our cheapest product is $12. So $12 and up. <laughs> but um, uh, it's it's still all the people that were, you know, have dropped off all these months. It, it brought on a different culture where I worked my tail off all of last year all through 2020, all through 2021, all through 2022 now, giving every single thing I had to get up and make a fool of myself on all these lives and amp up my team and come on, you got it. And I was spending every penny I had and every idea I had trying to grab this tool and this tool and let's try this. Oh, let's try this. And I'm overwhelming everyone because I'm trying to put so much into something when all they needed was just a light that this season is not going to stay here, that it's going to get better. How do we do that? That's all they needed. And when I figured that out, because I did the same thing, I was just like, all right, God, this is not working. Why am I getting crickets? I'm sitting here and I'm, and I'm in, you know, leadership development and I'm like digging in the word and all that kind of stuff. And then I'm like, Oh, all these aha moments I'm having, I'm like throwing out in my team. And they're like, huh? Cause they're not where I am, you know? And so, and so I'm like, why are they not getting excited about this? What's going on? And I'm just overwhelming the daylights out of them. Well, when I figured out, stop, all I got to do is give them one nugget at a time and one step. Yeah. I, my team's morale, the culture, and it's not me. It's just all of us together. We are probably the only team that has hit our goals or gotten close and not lost heart because we didn't hit them because we're not attached to the outcome. But my, we are looked at like, what the heck, what are you doing? Why are you happy? You know, we've lost 400% of our, you know, like we've lost the 480% that we gained and the morale of the entire company, 160,000 people is just crap, you know, and, and, and people are in these frantic grasping at straws going all over the place. And 
and I, I even get on with the leaders, you know, and do trainings for all the leaders of the company, the top less than 1%. And I'm like, we're doing too much. We just need, all right, what are the th top three things that we've got to do today? And then give them the top three things, one step each or whatever. And then that's it. Make it simplified. And when I did that and I, I got, I, I did, like you said, I got quiet. I simplified everything. I got rid of all the noise, all the extras, all the grabbing trainings and coachings and webinars and, you know, and reading all this stuff, buying into, into programs. I stopped and I was like, all right, God, just lead me. You tell me what one step to do and then how, how to do it with them. And you feel almost like you're in a world where you're standing still and you're like in the movies when cars are zooming by or people are walking so fast, they're, they're blurs. I felt like I, am I, am I, team, you know, we felt like we were at peace in this weird way, standing in the middle and everyone else is like this all around us. And we're like, whoa, this is weird. You know, it takes a bit to get used to it, you know, but um, it was unreal how taking all of the noise and all of the chaos and, and, and me personally taking what Jesus does, because I always go back to what, do, what did Jesus do? That was the most simple man I have ever seen in my entire life. He made everything exactly what you said. So effortless. If it's turmoil, if it's what well, you guys tell me, if you're feeling turmoil, if you're feeling your life is chaotic, that's not Jesus, mm -hmm. you know? And so that helps bring me back to, okay, I'm doing too much again, you know, cause I try to, I'm constantly taking on things because I get excited about it, you know, or whatever, or I think it'll help. And, uh, Oh man, there's nothing, there's nothing like that piece when you finally quiet the noise and then you're just like, okay, all right, let's go. I hear you now. Let's go. And it, and even going up the hill is effortless. Yeah. Like, I love that you said that because yeah, that, that is good. my goal. Like, or you said, Jesus, I, I like that there was another path around. The yeah. Hill. yeah. <laughs> Avoiding that hill. Yeah. yeah. But well, even I, you said something like, even if I, sent you up that hill, it would be effortless, you know? And I'm just like, oh. yeah. <laughs> I think that's where for leaders need to really tap into when a leader, leadership is a divinely assigned position, whether you believe in God or not, it is because you're leading other people. And what's happened, you know, as much as I love social media, I also don't like social media, right? Like, so, social media is a vehicle to connect, but we're more disconnected now than we have ever been before. And leaders, there's so much we're faced with, right? Like, and this is not a left or right side of the aisle, but when we look at what's being exposed with the media and the messages that are driven in, and that's the only thing you're seeing, like, I don't really watch TV a lot, but during the holidays I did, I'm like, this, I, like, I can't even deal. Like, is this, these are really the commercials that are out, or this is what people are talking about, or these are the movements. I'm like, this makes no sense to me. Um, but when you, when you think about it, the enemy wants us to stay confused, oppressed, all of these things. And so if we're believers and we're leading people and we don't have peace, they feel that, you yeah. know, you call it energy, you call it whatever inner, like a lot of the words that we hear now, energy manifestation that comes from the, it comes from the word of God. Like he's yeah. the one that his word will be manifested in our lives. Right. Like we serve a God. Like I, I think sometimes as believers, we think we're always supposed to be meek and mild. And I, sh that is not me. I know straight up, even years when I was in my church, I was like, look, I am not like, I would have friends, like no one had a business. None of the women I knew had businesses who were going for goals like I were. They were teachers or nurses or stay-at-home moms. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. So I'm sitting here and I'm like, well, why are we doing like a potluck dinner? Why don't we go and like pitch a bank to give a donation or like, let's go for the big money. But the thing that happens as believers is we think that as leadership, we always have to be timid. Jesus, when we look at him, like, I love the series that's out about Jesus. I can't remember the name of the chosen okay. or whatever. And there was one scene where like Jesus was snacking as one of the disciples were talking, I was like, I think Jesus is such a jokester. Like, he's just like eating olives. Like he did that. He had to eat when he'd sleep and wash his hair and all the stuff, you know what I mean? Yeah. 
And yeah. so we think he's meek and mild, but he's the Jesus that turned over the tables in the temple. Yeah. You know, yeah. like he was, he, that that's who he was. And we serve a God that told Solomon, like, lay the temple with gold. You know, God likes bling. I'm just saying, you know, that's again, right. he don't pay with gold. Yeah. Yes. Saying streets are paved with gold. That's we the Curling gates, <laughs> all the good stuff. I've already requested. I want the mansion with the ocean view. I'm not okay. ashamed to talk about that. So right. when we look at who really our God is, and when it comes to leadership, that we are given a, a territory as leaders, whether it's a department, a company, a whole company, your family, whatever it is, that is your territory. And I'll be gosh dog it if my territory will get trespassed on by toxicity and the enemy. And what happens is we get tested where the enemy's like, well, let me send this poke. Oh, there goes that client. Are you going to freak out? There goes, okay, your Facebook ad didn't work. Okay, this didn't work. This relationship didn't work. Okay, this partnership fell apart. There's all these things and pressures that are coming. That's why the leaders I work with, I call them power leaders, which they are those that are in a privileged position of pressure and authority. They have to make the call. They can't have bad days. They really can't. And many of you can relate to that. And so you're in this position and there's so many times, I remember I got a point at one time last year, I was like, I am tired of crying, God. I am done. Like, like I was not myself. And what happens when you make all those pivots, like Becky was asking me, like you make these pivots and change and they don't work out. What happens is your confidence is slowly inched away. Hmm. And so instead of leaning in and going to God saying, God, I do not feel confident. I am not myself. I am dealing with shame. I'm dealing with anxiety. I'm dealing with overwhelm. And I think, nope, let me cancel that word. Let me not say that thought. Like you have to be open and just say, Lord, in this moment, this is all I'm feeling and dealing with. Like I'm going to get up and go throughout my day, but I am struggling in this day. I'm going to get on the Zoom and throw on these lashes and this lipstick and I'm going to rock this interview, but I am struggling right now. Help me. It is in those moments that God wants us to get so real with him to be like, I see you. You are showing up, but you are not letting me in to give you strength. You were saying that I get my strength from the Lord. I don't know which Lord you're talking about because I'm here trying to pour strength into you to get you through. And you're like, I got it, God. I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. In your name, but you stay over there. That was me. That was like Job when he was, woe is me the day I was born. Right. <laughs> and I wish I, I have to find that script. I have to find the scripture. But, and when God finally said, break yourself like a man. And I'm like, whoa, father is speaking. Yes. And then I'm like, God, I totally see what Job did wrong there. Well, here I am. Whoa, is me. Right? <laughs> and so we have to get to the point as leaders where we stand as a leader. You let your yes be a yes. You let your no be a no. You let your, your regardless of what systems or what governments or what causes or what movements say, this is how my house, my business, my home, my territory, my volunteer, whatever, this is how we're going to serve the Lord. Whoa. Oh my gosh. That was incredibly powerful. Thank you, LaDawn Townsend, for your wisdom. Whoa. This is so incredible that we have a part two with Miss LaDawn coming next week. Come back on Wednesday, 8 a.m. Every every week we, we come back with a new episode. This is is the shame at the leadership level and the especially in the corporate world and the exec level. Wow, it is real, it is powerful, and it is, you know, it starts from the top down. Come back next week, and we're going to continue talking about ways to overcome this. If you know someone that this is going to resonate with and that this is going to really help, invite them to come back next week. Send and share this episode with them. We have got to get this encouragement out to every woman that we can in the corporate world. And if you if it resonated with you, give us a like, give us a share. We want to or, or rate us. You know, we want to make sure that we are giving you exactly what you need for your fearless journey with Becky Cat and Heather. We'll see you next time. <laughs>